0: It is the 15th of August, sort of halfway through. Lots of shows having their days off tomorrow. Very lazy because performers only actually work for an hour. But myself, Julian Lettskauer, and my partner in crime... Bear plantagenet.
1: No relation.
0: Yeah, well, we're still working.
1: Working our absolute knitted socks off.
0: Yeah, cashmere. I
1: must
0: say. Is what I'm wearing today, cashmere
1: socks. Sweaty. Sweaty cashmere.
0: Uh, a bit of a whiff lets people know you're coming in the room. Um, so, welcome to episode three of The True Review. It has gone stonkingly so far. Fantastic listener figures. And also, Bear, I've been monitoring the inbox, not just for show invitations.
1: Oh, please. Please come and see my wickle show. It's about a woman who can't sing. It's a little bit too desperate. Yeah, you know, you know, if if you write to us, if we, if we, you know, I can smell the desperation, and I just want to say, oh, chill out, brother, tone down. Look, if you're going to be that desperate, I'm not going to come because it already just reeks that your show is not going to be interesting, and I'm just, I may even give it a worse review just because of that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I do think it's quite uh, astonishing, really. You know, Bear and I have been along to quite a lot of reviews now, but we've been along. And then, you know, it's funny, you get there. And and people actually don't particularly treat you uh, very nicely. There's quite a lot of disdain. I think it's the least you can do after people have come along and spent 55 minutes in your show to buy them a drink, uh, maybe even a dinner, at least put them in a cab home. None of that at all, really, we, have, we haven't really been treated, uh, treated particularly well by some of the artists, have we?
1: No, and not to name names. Mm. I can't remember any of their names because that's. But if if I could, I would name mm. and shame.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have an opportunity there to name and shame uh, a couple of people because in amongst all of the invites to shows, we actually have a couple of uh, letters of feedback. Oh, lovely! The first one comes from a listener called Riz, which, in the spirit of openness, I will read. Not everyone enjoys the True Review, clearly. Uh, Riz says, dear Julian and Bear, what a shame your parents shelled out all that money for private education. I hope they kept the receipt uh, from Riz.
1: Oh. Yeah, actually, we had quite a smart setup where our lodgers in the gatehouse paid for all our college fees directly, therefore avoiding tax. So actually, if you think about it, we got rather a good deal in, uh, in Eton. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's only really the foreigners who are paying full whack anyway. I got my fees heavily reduced because uh, Papa, who's in the newspaper business, threatened to out the choir master for some past indiscretions. Um, so Mm, It's not just who you know, uh, it's what dirt you have on them. So Riz, I would probably say, uh, until you've got some dirt on us, uh, good luck to you. But uh, yeah, fine. Uh, another letter here, or email rather, from someone called Kelly, which I thought was a surname, but there you go. Kelly says, uh, Dear bastards, uh, it's always a wake up call when posh idiots like yourself reveal how stupid they are. Uh, if the inevitable working class revolution doesn't kill you both, you two can clean the toilets in a more equitable and meritocratic manner Britain, where your generational wealth has been taken back and the old boys' club can no longer help you. That's from Kelly.
1: Well, I suppose that would be a
0: gender-neutral toilet, she's talking mm. about
1: this. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, look, as usual from the Woke Brigade, lots of big words, not really much meaning behind it. Uh, certainly no sense of history, Kelly. There'll never be a revolution in Britain. Uh, this isn't France.
1: Always oh, nice to hear from the Woke Brigade, who mm. have marshaled themselves against us but thankfully cannot deplatform us as they would like to.
0: Uh very good use of the word deplatform which is uh, absolutely a woke word cast back against them. Very good. Anyway your feedback is welcome. Uh if you do have any send it to julian the true review at gmail.com. Of course there were lots of positive emails no time to uh Pat ourselves on the back, too much Fair, Um let's get on with the show. Show number one. Show number one. Do you want to tell us uh, the Yeah, tell us the title? Nine Days in
1: May by Graham James, directed by Jez Perrin. That's at the Travis mm-hmm. 15. Six o'clock until August 23rd. This was mm. a theatre show. Just you know, just your plain theatre show. No gimmicks, just your plain theatre show. Uh, yeah. Which we sort of miss at the front. Yeah. Uh, I did show it uh, was about the general strike.
0: Bit of British history. Millions of miners are suffering from terrible wages, terrible conditions, um, and basically they get uh, all the kind of lefties uh, on board for a big strike. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, Britain's general strike in 1926. Uh, lots of heavy industry shuts down, disasters for communities. One of the things that the story does do very well is show i think the absolute pointlessness of strikes but
1: they're pointless i mean i'm just going to say it they just cause disruption for normal people i was on a off on a trip once uh to see a lovely chap called uh hernando and he uh he actually lived in uh croatia uh which Mm. is sort of actually a gorgeous country you must go Sometimes you hear the word creation, you think of Bosnia, Serbs, Croats, I'm absolutely not, but for absolutely fantastic coast, just to plug the country. Anyway, I landed mm. back at Heathrow, uh, there was just nothing. Awful. Yeah. Like yeah. No way for people to get back into town, it was truly awful. I, you know, I don't actually know how people, I don't. how would you get to Heathrow, I don't know, but I, you know, I was really lucky, Mummy's car came and picked me up, and I, you know, but if you had to rely Public transport, I you know, where even is Heathrow? I assume it's sort of um, somewhere
0: near Somerset, I think uh, isn't that's that? quite it's far, a, isn't that it's so quite a way. Yeah. And 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 just as in in the play, nine days in May, I think the writer's point here is you know, you strike, and what do you get? You know, maybe a tiny little pay rise here and there. Ultimately, though, it is the sign of a declining industry. Um, if you're looking for betterment people. Britain is uh, lucky enough to have a free market, so if you don't like your job, you could just retrain and get a new one. Um, If you don't want to be a ticket inspector or a minor, uh, then just go to a better school. Um, You know, tell your parents, you know, Chav Academy isn't good enough. Uh, Mummy, Daddy, put your hands in your pockets, get me to a decent school. And, um, you know, there's pretty reasonable ones. Right near my house, there's a private school that's something sort of like 18,000 a year, which nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And that's cheap. Yeah. That's very good. You know what? I'm so
1: sick of people, you know, going back to that letter before as well, people saying this mm. posh word. And I actually, I just want to say, you know, uh, big shock here, Julian. I'm going to admit something, but I found out recently that I'm actually working class. Yeah. Right. Really. How's that? Yeah. It? Well, not grandpapa uh, who you met at, yeah. uh, sis, at sis's yeah, wedding, man. um, at...
0: yeah. Very coarse hands.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very coarse. Hands, Cause he used to grate them. He got addicted to, a, he, he got addicted to grating. Um, mm. he not hit his father, not grandpa, papa, papa but grandpa, papa, 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 He ran a factory. Huh.
0: What, what did they make?
1: Silks, uh, like transported from China. He and would make silken scarfs for um, house ferrets, which was uh, back in the eighteen fifties. There was a mm. trend to have a house ferret, and we, this factory was very popular. You know, he um, there was the there was actually a strike mm. then. and um, people people said, "Oh, I, well, I my children are cold, but you know, why, why are you keeping the ferrets?" For? But anyway, just want to say, uh, from that, I am working class, so I have got a. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, it, it is a meritocracy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your were, you were, family then was involved in trade. And, you know, I think yes. there's, no, there's no looking down on that. So, you know, and because no
1: of that, today, it is an immense privilege for me not to work. So, you know, I just want to say yeah. to these strikers, if you're going to bloody strike, you might as well enjoy your time off. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a busy weekday diary and this is very this is very oh. disruptive to me but i'm happy i do it for a cause you know i do street dance uh, street dance class and silks on monday um a beautiful studio in shoreditch uh, tuesday's upper body um also in shoreditch wednesday's uh, admin day you know just sort of get up a little bit have a little coffee admin day uh usually checking with the bloody french builders <laughs> thursday morning is therapy You've got to take care of your mind as well as your body and in the afternoon no. you should see a friend or two go shopping and then fridays just you know build a tree these miners what are they doing you know, they're wasting their time off you know there's moan moan, moan, moan. there are some countries where you would be shot for striking so have the decency no. to enjoy your time off
0: yeah, you, you know, you always see people standing around dressed like hippies, crusties, people on the picket line, standing in the cold. Usually go off and enjoy your time, for God's sake. They're attention seekers and they get no sympathy from me. Back to the show. How many shits do we think we, uh, we give it? How many shits? Well, apart from the, the
1: glorious flapper costumes, no. I'd give this show a, a measly two. It was grim boring mm. oh wine whinge woe. yeah i would
0: absolutely agree yeah
1: anyway, i saw in the audience mm. he was bloody loving it mm. owen jones
0: well of course i mean this is right up his street
1: absolutely yeah. loving it and he kept looking back at me kept looking back at me and i was just going what did he want
0: yeah yeah i don't like it yeah I'm sure, you know, this play was probably tailor-made for Owen Jones and the like. There are some people, I think ourselves uh, are in that number, who think that there are lots of very interesting bits of British history to make a play out of. And this was not one of them, not really worth digging up. And I'd love to see a theatre show about uh, World War I. You no. never see a theatre show about
1: that. No, you never do. You never do.
0: Uh, well, no, I would uh, I would agree two shits, uh, and I'm only giving them that uh, much like there for the flapper costumes, um, whatever they did use for dirt on the face of the poor. Kudos there to the uh, production designer or the makeup artist or whatever, because um, yeah, those those actors did look dirty. Okay, well that's show number one. Uh, for review today here on The True Review. That's Nine Days in May by Graham James, directed by Jess Perrin, Traverse 15, uh, 6 p.m. until August the 23rd. Show number two. Glad to say that there is something uh, up for review today that I think we both enjoyed. Bear, do you want to read out uh, show number two? Uh, the Drag Carol Churchill. Underbelly, way out there. It was
1: on at 1 a.m. until August the 18th. It's quite a late one. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you now, boys and girls, if you fancy, you know, we no. had quite a good night with this one. Yeah. Um, so no. in this one, it's all of Carol Churchill plays, uh, but done in drag.
0: By a group of drag artists, really fantastic group of drag artists.
1: Really fantastic, yeah. really absolutely. Sort of taking me back to the old school Blackpool kind of jiggery pokery kind of style you know the sort of uh, yeah end of the pier end, end, end of the pier end of the pier kind of style um and i just want to say like I, I you know i had to study top girls in school i was honestly i was so bored no yeah. i actually want, and i would have killed myself i was i would have killed yeah. myself and we had to actually do a sort of and you know back then we did we you know i went to an all boys school and uh, the drama teacher wanted uh wanted to put it on and we we tried mm. we tried to do a sort of i guess what would be called drag now mm. uh version of it in which i played the the character of dull grette uh, the sort of wandering knight, very unhappy because, uh, mm. I, you know, I, I saw myself much more as the sort of the Japanese lady, sort of the 1980s sort of power dresser. But uh, And I had to wear this very unflattering sort of um, suit of armour. It, it, it was miscast. It was miscast. Mm. Um, but this, suddenly these drag performers, they have to mm. make this place fresh again. Mm. And, you know, what they needed was a man's sense of fun, and now, shoot me for this. Comic timing. Comic timing.
0: Well, yeah. Dangerous to say.
1: <laughs> I'm bombarded here with these these posters for these female stand ups female woman yeah. stand-up. No, I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to enjoy
0: it. No. Uh, I always feel bad for the male stand-ups who come to the fringe and year by year there's more women coming and bringing shows and... Uh, what happens to the male stand ups? Um, they're losing half their audience. Is that what's happening? That's terrible. The women are being dragged away by these sort of, I'm a, I'm a woman, I'm going to talk about uh, sort of relatable things. You know, actually, well, there are plenty of male comics out there talking about relatable things. You know, they're talking about the wives for one, and there are, you know, and there are women in the audience who can relate to that, surely. So... And I would like to learn about that. Yeah. I'd like to yeah, learn exactly. about that. Well, often the male comics have quite a unique standpoint quite a quite a unique and untold perspective you know and that's being quashed and frankly being thrown away in the name of diversity whatever you want to call it well just to use that that word again Deplatformed. Mm-hmm. they're losing their platform mm-hmm. yeah which is a great shame I'm, I'm
1: literally toppling off my platform yeah as we speak yeah. i'm literally i and i don't know and i'm there and i could just feel someone pulling it pulling it away
0: yeah yeah
1: and i'm going to fall i'm going to fall and no one will catch me apart from you julian
0: yeah um no i'll be here for you Back. yeah yeah, I'm sure there's lots of true of you listeners, also uh, ready to catch you like a stage dive. Um, but no, I, I absolutely agree with the with the show, the drag Carol Churchill. Your thoughts on it bear are completely right. You know, I went into this pretty dubious. I'm not the biggest fan of drag acts, but here with the kind of condensed works of Churchill, I just think it works. Uh, of course, funniest bit for me uh, is in Cloud Nine, where the jokes have you know become very layered because you've got these sort of men in drag playing. Uh, men, um, very clever stuff, something that really, you know, carol Churchill, she's a living playwright, uh, which is a rare honour. She should take notice, I think, of this production, uh, and think about maybe her next play sort of, you know, involve, involve these guys, you know, get a, get a bit of a hand, Carol, um, just to sort of, you know.
1: No one is above constructive criticism, except maybe Shakespeare. Yeah. And of course, Harold Pinter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that Tom Stoppard. I think his plays are very clever. Oh, yeah. yeah I can Yeah, forget. yeah. Uh, Probably also add David Hare. I think uh, his plays, are you know, again, very brainy chap. Uh, Alan Akebourne.
1: Unbeatable. Still alive. Still yep. alive. Running the Scarborough. Yep. There we go. Uh, Mr. Akebourne. Very good.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, if we're talking comedy, uh, Noel Coward. Terence Rattigan. Oscar, well, Oscar Wilde. Oscar oh. Yeah. I know. Well, OK, well, there are some playwrights without uh, playwrights that don't need any constructive criticism, basically. They're, yeah, basically Absolutely.
1: But yes, Carol, if you're listening, do take note. And I think about getting these boys involved in your next play, which no doubt will be at the Royal yeah. Court Theatre, because let's just admit it, you know, who's the artistic director there? We all know it's Carol Churchill.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's been fairly obvious to most of us, even on the periphery of the theatre industry, that Carol Churchill pulls the strings, as it were, um, on whatever puppet they pop in the office for the artistic director of the Royal Court. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shits on uh, the drag Carol Churchill? Well,
1: you know, I was going to go for a solid five, but then I really yeah. wasn't sure about the, the, the drag scene when they were doing serious money and doing all the buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Uh, It just Mm. got a little bit complicated then, so I'm just Mm. going to
0: give it a a sparkling four. Yep, sparkling four shits from you. I think this is going to be a first on the True Review. I think it's going to be my first five. Oh, bravo. Little clap, clap, clap. Um, (laughs) Just partly because, you know, I needed to be taken out of my comfort zone, be shown drag when it really works and uh, here it is, all, you know, all you have to do, condense the works of a slightly boring playwright and uh, make them funny by putting some men in dresses into it. So, I, you know, really mind-blowing, actually. So, yeah, five shits from me.
1: Good, mate. Welcome to the dark <laughs> side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, your, your mother would oh. would have my guts for gorgeous. Well, Petra,
0: Petra is, uh, yeah, just to inform listeners, um, deeply, deeply concerned She's... about... You know the the kind of drag scene she's she i mean
1: she's a she's a raving homo but in a in a lovely way in like the classic way like the lovely way she likes like you know she'll she'll come over can i make you a lovely honey sandwich bear absolutely and then she'll just be you know um you know she'll she'll tell me oh i just read this thing in the telegraph today about these gays. Oh, don't me. You're different, though. Bear on the I'm different. It's just, you know, like, oh, I don't believe in this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know, actually, they are all paedophiles. And yeah. like, oh, all but she's lovely. She's lovely.
0: I do remember we were all we were all at your parents' place in the Cote d'Azur. Mummy mm. and Daddy were there. Yeah. I think Daddy had to go back to London and sort out some stuff with the paper. And uh, I do remember we, you, that was the year you came out. Uh maybe we were ten, eleven. Always remember Petra, my mama's reaction. Do you remember Well they walked in on me, didn't they?
1: With me, uh with me and uh Jesus. Uh
0: yeah, yeah. I mean I think you know, uh my mama said to your mama, um, darling, if your son is wrist deep in the pool boy, I think it's pretty clear what side he bats for. <laughs>
1: Is that what she said? Oh so, lovely.
0: I do I'll always it remember it. Funny, always remember. Wasn't it. It. Yeah, she yeah. wouldn't she
1: wouldn't she wouldn't eat then. Yeah. She, I don't she uh, I remember she didn't eat then for a No. She didn't eat.
0: No, well she barely yeah. eats anyway. Oh she's but, lovely. No, she's good. She's a good egg. Do love your mummy if you're listening. Um Right, OK, so that is the drag Carol Churchill. Uh, we've given that nine shits, which is uh, the top score so far on the True Review. That's on at the underbelly, way up there, 1am, quite late, uh, or should I say early, but I think worth it until August the 18th. Yeah, absolutely. Should we move on to the next review? Before we do that, we have goings on about town. Goings
1: on about town, yep. goings on about town.
0: Right, there we go so all right here we go yep yeah, well, that, well, that can be the, the theme too yeah there we go now we're, now're we're in, we're in the segment that's very good um so uh, I thought today we would cast our eye in a rather more macro sense rather than picking out some shows and thinking instead about what uh, you know we're, we're, we're kind of halfway through the festival what's the theme emerging what's the what's the kind of go-to story this year um theme of the festival for me and bear I think think we're in agreement is artificial intelligence AI we've got comedy shows where punchlines are written by AI we've got the future is AI written um which is a play all about how we're going to lose our jobs to AI um so I think that's the theme of the festival Barry worried about AI
1: no I, I don't have a job so I don't I don't see how AI is going to affect me at all or if I was to get a job uh, it wouldn't go into any of the jobs that I would sort of go in for, you know, sort of art collector, no, no. I mean, or um, boat collector, yep. um, pen collector. No, I, but, you know, I suppose if I was, you know, a journalist or something, like maybe your daddy, uh, you know, but that doesn't really matter for me. No. I welcome it. I welcome you, my robotic
0: overlords. Yeah, bring all the future. I think, uh, I think AI presents a wonderful opportunity for the arts. Um, I've never been able to paint, um, so the idea of just sort of typing into a computer, Mona Lisa, uh, but she works in a pastry shop or Mona Lisa, but she's changing a tire at Formula One, you know, something like that. Um, there you go, you've got a new painting or the Mona Lisa doing something different. And, you know, that seems totally um, brilliant. I mean, you might to as well me. just get a robot to do
1: all that hard work for you. Maybe maybe just get the, the robot to paint the backgrounds. Mm. Sometimes I look at those things and just go, oh God, if you, mm. you know, who mm. are you? You're Rubens, you're Titian, you get your canvas out and you say like, mm. oh i've got to paint the bloody background that's going to take a couple of months first and then you've got the person sitting in front of you go oh, have you started yet no i've got to do the hills oh, i want a castle and the... i want some sheep a goat herd i don't know that's uh, it's just you know
0: we're you know um similarly, for the, for the let's say, the, the sort of screen industry, you know, the biggest difficulty, I understand it, earlier on this year, we had the, the start of the writers striking in America, um, the actors joining in, and, you know, sort of proving their point that the actors and the writers are the biggest pain in the ass. So someone comes up and says, well, don't worry, I'll just sort of AI them in. Uh, you've just got the kind of likeness of an actor, something like that, just shove it in. Um boom have got yourself uh, you know, a new Mission Impossible but uh but you know, don't have to pay Tom Cruise again or something like that. You know, I think that sounds much better. Yeah. yeah you just I'd, you could bring back old shows, yeah. things like that. It'd be fantastic.
1: I'd I I'd AI myself into a TV show. I'd I would, I would yeah. put it into a return of will and grace. That, or the Golden Girls. Both ended far too quickly. I think they were all yeah. dead, so it would be Great to just come back as one of those. Thank you for being my friend. That would be amazing. Yeah. Which which one would you be? Oh, you've never
0: seen it, have you? No, no. We well, no. I didn't have TV when we were growing up. We would just watch uh, Fellini films in daddy's office on a, on an old 16 mil. So that was that was uh, my exposure to the screen. That's beautiful. Um, Lovely. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, beautiful. It was okay. Yeah, lifelong love of Italian cinema. Um, even if some of it's a bit uh, Catholic, for my taste. Anyway, so um, that's the end of Going on to About Town. We are moving on now to the final show up for review today in The True Review. Um, the European Project, uh, a one-man show by a French performance artist who I can't even pronounce his name. Can you pronounce that? Jean-Baptiste... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, something like that. All about the history of the EU. Uh, the lab rat at the summer hall, 10, until, get this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, 8 p.m., that's an eight-hour show, until August the 28th. So the story of post-war Europe from uh, 1945, the building of uh, the European Economic Area, closer legislative uh, links between countries and the formation of the EU, you know, I'm yawning in my head. Uh, as I'm saying all of this stuff there.
1: Oh, gosh, I've just woken up,
0: yes. One quite interesting thing is that uh, the performer does this whole history on their own. It's eight hours long. At one point, they pull a cucumber out of their body and make use of it as a puppet. Um, you know there's... Yeah,
1: that was to show. Yeah, to show the that was the uh, the demolition of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was just shooting it out, and it came torpedoing it out, and he had this sort of wall that he made out of rivita, mm. and it just sort of crumbled this wall, and then yeah. he cut up the cucumber and and, and ate it. With no butter,
0: no, lots of food in this performance, which I, you know, I think I can understand from the perspective of you're a performer, you're performing for eight hours. Why not make your kind of stagey snacks part of the action itself? You know, so a slightly kind of turdier cucumber was one of them. The Rivita, quite a lot of French cheese, the baguette did some rather interesting things with that. I quite liked that you used it like a snowboard in the in the sequence where the two delegates were. Having a chat in the Alps, it was quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things is I don't know about you, but I didn't know any of his history. And uh,
1: yeah, I'm ashamed to say I knew I knew absolutely no. nothing about the history of the EU, and I think I know even less now.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and this, you know, the perspective of this French performer is obviously uh, remarkably pro-Europe. I don't think it's. Uh, uh, so I don't think it's any uh, from, from that noise alone. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think, of, you know, from uh, that noise alone, you can very clearly read our own positions on the European project, uh, both the show and the actual thing. One disappointing thing for me, I spent the whole show waiting for them to talk about Brexit, which is, you know, as the history of the European Union goes, probably the most important part of it. It's the effective end existentially of the European project. It is the most important country in the whole of the EU going off on its own way and having a jolly good time whilst doing it. Not mentioned in this really. But
1: yeah. But wasn't there that bit where he sort of pissed in a bottle that was shaped like the UK? That was, that was Brexit, wasn't
0: Mm, it? um, Perhaps, I don't know. And then when you shouted out you damn British bile. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he did a big fart and he said, oh, mon apologies, just the UK leaving my body.
0: Yeah, I think perhaps I was asleep at that point.
1: Yeah, well, the show is eight hours long, so yeah. I think we all sort of faded in and out. Yeah. Quick question, did you get your Irish passport?
0: Yes. Yeah, thank God. Yes, because you thank had God. a... Um... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, I am very fortunate, me too, Uh you know, my, my, my daddy was a very strong proponent of Brexit, that goodness, mm-hmm. we're on the right side of history. And um, the day of the the result, straight away, text me, get your Irish passport, get your yeah. Irish passport, because I did have a, a, a grandma, grandmama, a yeah. uh, secret grandmama. Actually, she was locked away in one of those- uh, um, In the laundries. Lovely yeah. laundries, oh, yeah, lovely. yeah. But because of her, never met her, never met her. Um, uh, we call her fake grandmama, even though she's a real grandmama. Um, because of her, I'm allowed to sort of stay a bit longer in the EU when I could just sort of laugh about it. I always put it on my hinge profile mm. as well. I have, an, I have an EU passport voted for Brexit? Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, very well, similar story for me, you know the whole of the Let's Gower clan, very much behind Brexit. Um, my mother, Petra, had a Irish mother. So yeah, what went from being a bit of a total secret? Uh, has now gone to uh, yeah, quite a useful little thing. Yeah. Well, the European project. This show shits. Can I say half a shit? I think you can. It was so. Boring. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to get that time no. back.
0: Yeah. Very similar to you. I uh, I feel like if you're going to ask an audience to sit for eight hours. You better have something bloody interesting to say. I'll join you in that and give it half a shit. And, and half a shit, I suppose, is for the inventiveness of using food on stage as a prop. Also, probably the sheer practical skill of uh, of hiding a cucumber up your body, which, you know, that came out hour six, something like that. You know, I've been in there a long time. must have been very yeah. warm. That is, just to remind you, the... European project, a one man show by Jean Baptiste, or something, blah, 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 at Summer Hall Lab Rat till the 28th. Well, that's our shows today for uh, episode three. Oh, lovely. That was quick. Yeah. yeah, it was a speedy one. Probably because we're halfway through the fringe. We're getting, you know, we've. we've I'm exhausted. Yeah, we the same. We're kind of coming to the point in the festival where we're thinking, gosh. Some of these people are looking worse for wear. Some of these shows uh, have got some pretty poor reviews, not just from yours truly, and they're still having to plot on. But uh, here we are still with the privilege of uh, of doing the true review. I'm still very much enjoying it. Are you, Beth? Oh, absolutely. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That was episode three of uh, the true review. As with every episode, we finish not by saying... Uh, Give us some money, which is what we have been hearing time and time again from the bloody Free Fringe shows. Never put anything in the bucket. Never put anything in the bucket for one of those. And we are not asking you to put anything in our bucket. We're saying, thanks very much, but we don't need it. And there are some more deserving hands out there to go and pop your money into. Um, The charity of choice each week. This week, it is the Countryside alliance oh love it Love very it. important charity very worthwhile they are working tirelessly to protect the rural traditions and the way of life which make britain the best place to live My words, not theirs. Um, They are helping to secure the future of gun ownership um, and protecting the rights of hunters. All of that, which is under attack from the kind of woke brigade who want to take away the guns. They want to end centuries of uh, tradition and basically turn our glorious countryside into one big refugee camp where everyone sort of hugs animals and eats lentils, I suppose. Um, The country way of life is under threat and uh, traditional rural Britain is, without a doubt, the most oppressed, maligned and voiceless community in the UK. So that's where the Countryside Alliance come in. Do donate what you can and remember that charity donations are tax deductible. So, you know, very handy. This is a very good cause because the new hunting season
1: begins actually in in, uh, Mm -hmm. autumn, so post-Fringe. And it'll be just a lovely thing for us to sort of look forward to. I can't, I can't yeah. wait. Um, yes, as I mentioned before, I do like to eat horse, um, but I do also have a huge respect for them, sporting mm. animals. Um, I owned lots of horses in my time. Um, Any favorites? Uh, well, I loved Blue Fandango. Um, uh, Pina Bausch was was one of my wonderful horses. I think you fell off Pina Bausch and you ended up in a an iron lung for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. Um, uh, that uh, that strange burning sensation. Oh, she used to win all mm. the races until we had to shoot her in the head because she fell at the last hurdle at the Grand National. Didn't die, yeah, but yeah. she came second, and you know that was the bet. We yeah. lost the bet, Shooter.
0: Yeah, I've got fond memories of Pina Bausch. It was sort of uh, struck me as a a very dim horse, but a very sweet one.
1: Oh yes, uh, because her parents were brother and sister. We didn't know that until um, we, we took her out walking and she sort of could only walk in zigzags. Yeah. Um, and then she only walked backwards, didn't she? Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. when I wrote her, yeah. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, any thoughts, comments, or if you want us to come along with your show, contact us at julianthetruereview at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Julian Let's gower and he's they Plantagenet. No relation. And thanks for listening to The True Review.
1: Lovely.